0: You are listening to Regrets, Let's Share a Few. This is episode three. The end justifies his and their means. Three women, one a mother, the second a girlfriend, the third a partner, all sitting in the public area of a courthouse. Two of them are together, each looking every now and then at the third with a sense of recognition. But all three are anxious. That much is clear from their gestures and sighs. Girlfriend gets up from talking to mother. It is her boyfriend and her son, who is giving evidence in a murder trial and walks across to the woman sitting alone. "'Didn't I see you at the first trial?' says the girlfriend. "'She's short, shorter and much younger than the woman to whom she speaks. "'That woman is around the same age as the mother.' "'Yes, I was there, quite often. "'Is it your boyfriend who was an accused at the first trial and then rolled over?' "'Yes,' replies the girlfriend.' He should never have been charged. He knows nothing about it. Never did. The sitting older woman looked up at her and smiled. Now that can't be right. If he knows nothing about it, then he wouldn't be giving evidence now, would he? Says the girlfriend. He's saying what the police told him to say. He's saying what the police told me and his mum to make sure that he said he's been practising every day to get it right. Is that so? He's not the only one who's been given such clear guidance about what to say then. Tell me, was it? And the sitting older woman describes in some detail a particular police officer. Yes, that's him, says girlfriend, and mother nods her assent. Well, when he came to my place, says the woman partner, he was alone, just him, in plain clothes, at an unmarked car. He talked to my husband and to me. He came several times, but he only talked to me once. That was the last time. How'd he come to see you? Mother now gets up and walks across to join them. Tell her, she says to the young woman girlfriend, tell her what they said to us about my only son. The girlfriend looks around the public space, taking in the worn, scuff-marked paint, the ugly carpet, and the stained chairs and couches. Let's get out of here and go across the road to the park. This place reminds me too much of the waiting room at that prison. They all get up and walk out into the late morning sunshine, strolling underneath the rows of trees, this trio of women. A one-time refugee, the local-born daughter of refugees, and a white, middle-aged woman. Outside, the girlfriend takes up the mother's request. Mother has never felt comfortable with speaking English, but she'll understand what I say. If I make a mistake, she'll tell us. They all stop near a fountain. The rising water is dancing in the light, breezy air sparkling in the sunlight says the white woman my mother too was like that happier to speak the language you grew up with like you our family fled the end of a conflict but you know that I've learnt what you can't change or escape you can't change power and those who misuse it wherever you go It's the same. Race, religion, politics, none of it makes any difference. The girlfriend nodded and then took up her story. They arrested him and the others who are now on trial after years of investigation. She continues. They held them out at the jail for months before the trial. His father is dead. Mother and I would go to see him as often as we could. Every time was worse. He kept saying that he didn't know anything. He was going downhill. We were afraid he'd kill himself. That first trial, it ran for weeks and weeks, and then it suddenly stopped, and the jury was told they could all go home. Imagine that. You listen to this stuff for weeks and then you're told it was all a waste of your time, but they won't even tell you why. Hmm, said the white woman. I wasn't a witness at that first trial, but the police want me and my partner to give evidence at this trial. I've been following this case for years, wondering when my husband would be swept up in the net. It took the police so long. Well, said the girlfriend, why did you think they'd come knocking on your door? Said the white woman, tell me first what happened to you and his mother, and to him, and then I'll fill you in. Okay, replied the girlfriend. Well, there were these rumours after that first trial that the police had worked out that they would lose. So someone did something, I don't know what, but the judge had to stop the trial and send the jury away. I was told he was pissed off and let rip at the prosecutor. I guess that's not surprising after all that time. But all the accused, including my boyfriend, stayed in jail, waiting, waiting for the second trial, the one that's on now. Then one night the copper turns up at mother's house. It was very late. I was there because mother and I had been to the jail and she'd asked me to come home with her. She just couldn't bear to be alone that night. Anyways, the copper says that the police need our help. He says that he knows my boyfriend didn't do it. But as new citizens, we have to help him to put the killer away for life. How very noble of that nice officer of the law to share that with you, says the white woman. She goes on, Was that before or after he told you what would happen to your boyfriend if you didn't persuade him? How do you know about that? As I told you before, I know the man. I know his ways. I'll share what I know later says the girlfriend. He told us that because my boyfriend is Asian, with little body hair, he'd be sexually assaulted, a lot. He told us it was very easy to allow it to happen and the guards wouldn't be watching what was happening or if they were watching, they would just enjoy the rape. Was that all? No, said the girlfriend. The copper told me that if I wanted my boyfriend back then mother and I were to go to the jail on a particular day at a particular time it was way out of usual visiting hours and we persuaded my boyfriend to do what the police asked. They had a statement he was to sign and that was the evidence he was to give. In return, he'd be released and there'd be no charges against him. So... Did you go? Oh yes, we went. And what happened? Well, the police came one night and took us to the jail. It was very, very late. When we saw my boyfriend, he was terrified. We, mother and I, told him the deal. We told him he had to take it. Mother broke down and wailed. He agreed. As soon as he did, the police came in with a document for him to sign. He was told to look at it quickly, as he'd have time to memorize it later. As soon as he signed, they said that he was being taken from the prison and would be taken home. Mother was terrified. She thought they were going to execute him and leave his body in a ditch or a drain. But they kept their part of the bargain, didn't they? Said the older white woman. Oh yes, they did, and so have we. That's why he's in there now, telling the jury a pack of life-saving lies. What about the other accused? What do you know about them? replied the girlfriend. They all deny knowing anything about the killing. They always have. Anyway, the prosecution focuses all on the older guy, the one who was well-known. The others are all my boyfriend's age. and They all knew each other from their workplace. I reckon they'll get off, but the old guy will go down because the police will keep after him until they get him. The white woman reflected on that for a moment and then she said, you're right that he'll go down, even though he didn't do it. Now my partner could have done it, but he'll never be touched because the police have to justify the expense and the time of their useless investigation by pinning it on that guy In that courtroom. The mother and girlfriend stare at her. The mother says something to the girlfriend who shakes her head and then says to all of them, But the police have the gun. No, says the older white woman, they don't have the gun. They have a gun for among lots of guns that they keep. The gun they have for this case is one that they planted. My partner had the gun, and he got rid of it. But not in a river, and not where the cops will ever find it. Why would your partner shoot the victim? Why? How did they even know each other? Well, they knew each other for quite a while. Even if not well. We have an adult son. He's in jail, but not the one where your boyfriend was held. My partner, his dad, blamed the victim for the length of the sentence that our son got. So we went to see the victim, who said it was our son's fault, not his, and if we hadn't failed as his parents, then he wouldn't be in prison. My partner is not the forget or forgive type of man. He could have got him so easily as he got out of his car. Such a very easy thing to do. And then, during the first trial, my partner got wasted one night and blurted out his story to a friend of the older guy who's on trial. In that courtroom today, that friend went to see a politician who arranged from the friendly policeman that we three all know to pay us a visit, which became three visits. Let me get this right, said the girlfriend, so that mother and I understand exactly what you're saying. The first time that copper visits you and your partner is between the first and second trials? Yeah, that's right. And he doesn't speak to me, only to my other half who tells me afterwards that it was about his movements on the night of the killing. But then the copper comes back for a second interview and asks more questions. At the end of that meeting... I could hear from the kitchen that he was swearing a lot and my partner, when I saw him, was sweating like crazy, thinking that it was all over. Hmm, says the girlfriend slowly. Since you're here and he's not charged, I guess he was a lot luckier than our boy, wasn't he? says the older woman with almost pursed lips. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving because when he came the third time he was to tell both of us, my partner and me that we were going to be witnesses, just witnesses and what we would both say at this second trial. And what was it exactly that you were to say? Ah, oh, simple, replied the woman. We had two, only two, not three meetings. The copper got out pre prepared witness statements. He gave one to my partner, saying that this was the content of the second interview. He gave the other to me, saying that this was my one and only interview. What was the point of those statements? Uh, very simple. To have me give my partner a good alibi for that night. Because the copper had come to see us, he had to disclose to the prosecution, who'd disclose, who would disclose to the defence, the records of those interviews. My partner's actual second interview gave the older accused a credible argument that someone else, such as my partner, carried out the murder. By suppressing that interview, by replacing it with these typed concoctions, the police version that the older guy did it was still a goer. Ah, I get it, said the girlfriend. And Mother nodded. Then said, girlfriend, did you both sign up? Of course, this was the stay-out-of-jail pass for our lives. So, does that mean that this week or next week, in any event soon, you're going to go into that courtroom and, like my boyfriend, just lie and lie? Hmm, that's what it means. But not just me. That suave copper and my husband are going to lie and lie too. That copper is a kind of genius, isn't he? Reflected the girlfriend. I guess so. Look, we've been out here a while. Unless the cross-examination of your boyfriend has started already, then you can have some lunch with him. So let's get back into that building now, shall we? There's a twist on this tale that needs to be shared with every listener. The real, but so inconvenient, second interview with the husband inadvertently turned up at another criminal trial of another person some years later. So it's still in the possession of the prosecution office, which was responsible for all the trials. Were people that office to join the dots and to be courageous, then at least three people could be charged with perjury. The instigator, apart from his perjury, could also be charged with subornation of witnesses. At least three of them. The boyfriend, the partner, and her husband. As I said, could. Is that likely? Only in the wildest of dreams.